Welcome, citizen, to the Watchtower. My name is Gary. And my name is Ben, and we'll be your guides as you peruse the archives of the world's greatest superhero group, the Justice League. And we hope that you'll join us on today's adventure. Welcome to Episode 5 in Blackest Night, Part 2. Today's plot begins with Superman doubting that Green Lantern is guilty for basically no reason. He's doing that uh, just out of instinct, Kryptonian instinct, one of his superpowers probably. Um, (laughs) He and John Jones go and investigate, while the Flash pretends that he's Johnny Cochran in order to stall a trial, uh, and Hawkgirl roughs up some uncomfortable-looking Green Lantern Corps members. (laughs) Superman reveals that Green Lantern didn't blow up a planet, and that it was an orchestrated uh, conspiracy in order to lure the Guardians of Oa away from their home planet, which houses the Green Lantern's power source, The Manhunters, who are those robot slaves I talked about, uh, attempt to steal the Green Lantern from Oa, but are stopped when Jon Stewart uh, invokes his Green Lantern oath. That's that's basically what... It's it's actually a gigantic mess. This is a mess. (laughs) This is all over the place. The the first one feels weird in its pacing. This one is just a shit show. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) go go for it. Bring... Start us off. I mean, it starts off with Flash basically becoming GL's lawyer, which I I think is great. That's a we, fun. We bit. have to talk. This is yes, it's a good bit. I don't know if they spend too much or not enough time on it, but we need to discuss the way that this Arbiter Planet apparently treats lawyers because I find that fascinating. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, they are victim to the same penalty, right? Yeah. So the way that the Arb- the tribunal says like. You are allowed to represent him because he doesn't want to represent himself. But if you fail to make your case, uh, you get the same punishment as the accused. What kind of lawyer planet punishes the lawyer? And they said, well, that's how we solved our lawyer problem uh, however many years ago, is we just also blame the lawyer whenever they want to get involved. Do you have any idea how much that biases the (laughs) loss, the, the legal system against poor people? Well, that's like setting gigantic high bales, right, like, dude? Right. <laughs> this it's is basic. It's pretty, pretty shocking. But apparently, it's worked <laughs> for at least five planets. So, <laughs> yeah, well, for now, thanks, Green for Lantern. Now. Right. <laughs> it, it what it what it does do though is it like gives us a narrative device to kind of heighten the stakes because um, we we don't care about Green Lantern, uh, mm-hmm. at least I don't. And it's hard to sympathize and relate to somebody and fear for them when they don't fear for themselves. Like, Mm -hmm. you can't get that sympathetic angle. Yeah. Flash doesn't want to be executed. Right. Right. But but Flash doesn't want to be executed, so him sharing the punishment gives us someone to actually feel bad for, which I did not yet have. So I I understand the narrative conceit, at least, in uh, having them share the punishment. It's heightening the stakes to a place where I can reach them. Right. Right. I mean, actually, that's a really good point, because if Green Lantern had been killed in this episode, I don't think it would really make that much of a difference. Bring in another one. Get Guy Gardner in the mix. Yeah, it's (laughs) a little white, but, you know, that's the other unfortunate part about it is like he's the only black member of the crew. Um, You know, uh, uh, John Jones potentially aside, I don't know how their society works exactly, but. He's the only black guy, so to just for him to be the least interesting character kind of sucks. It does, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they probably remedied that with the 
follow-up series to this, right? Because there were a lot more characters Unlimited? in that. Yeah. Oh, dude, Static Shock knocked this out of the fucking park. Oh, that's true. That's true. How, how could I forget Static Shock? But And it's voiced I, I by the same just... guy, so it's it's not Phil Lamar's fault. Right. He gets a, he gets a do-over. Um, yes. Or is this... What year was Static Shock? Was that before or after this? Static Shock is after Justice League, or maybe they were okay. concurrent in some way because there was a crossover episode where Brainiac infected the Watchtower. I remember a lot <laughs> from cartoons, guys. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. They had um, one of those nice, like, talking to himself kind of moments. I love those in cartoons. Right. Um, so Hawkgirl is... Oh, but before I move on to that, I just... I, I wrote yeah. down... If the ring wasn't lit, you must have quit. That was fantastic. <laughs> yup, um, that's something. But, and he's yeah. like trying to, he's like, I got things to say about habeas corpus and e pluribus unum. And like, he's just spouting off whatever Latin he can remember because he's just stalling yeah. for time. But to, to your earlier point, was it too much or too little? I can't answer that. Uh, and and feel feel great about my answer, but I, I feel like it was too little. But also, it seemed to go on for a lot of this episode. Um, if it, it wasn't, wasn't just used for fun. a gimmick, yeah. yeah. What I I like legal dramas. As somebody who watches Legal Eagle, the the YouTuber, um, to uh-huh. talk about like YouTube to talk about legal representation in media, I really like the Law Room. Like Shaw, uh, not Shawshank Redemption. What was the my my cousin Vinny is like one of my favorite movies, hands oh, down. Oh yeah. Um, you know, it it doesn't require much beyond just give us a law, uh, give us a law room. Um, th- there's enough drama here, guys. You right. know, um, so I would have liked more of it, but not with the tone that they gave it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you could have the whole thing be about the legal battle to acquit Green Lantern, but this wasn't. That's not the tone that they set up. They they set it up as there's something fishy going on here. This is a conspiracy, and when it's a conspiracy, the law doesn't matter. So we shouldn't pay much attention to the law. Um, I think it needed less than this if they wanted to do with the jokey tone, or more than this if they wanted to lean into it. But yeah, meh. I thought it was a neat way to incorporate the lantern backstory um, because they kind of used the courtroom setting to tell the story of how it all came to be, which is unexpected. But not. No, that's a good point. Great. Right. Because yeah, I mean, eventually they're like, who gave you the authority to 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 wield such power? And the mm-hmm. guardians of Oa come in and they're like, we gave them the authority. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah. you know, that's uh, and honestly, I, I kind of see Red Foreman's point. Like, why yeah. are these guys? That's not how international water like treaties work. Like you can't. That was a huge point in the Dark Knight is like. I guess that's the point is like a superhero has no jurisdiction, even though nations do. Um, right. But aren't they the po- secret police of a nation of sorts? <laughs> like, I don't understand exactly how the authority structure works there. Presumably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Th- those guardians were going nowhere fast. Every time that they, th- they're like, there were, I don't know why they're shots there. of them moving. And I started laughing like it, it to the point that it's so bad. It's funny. And that, yeah, that's they, not they, the they're, they're 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 old blue violet Beauregard lollipop kid lollipop guild um characters uh and they're in a courtroom with red foreman like this is a mad libs nutso episode from top to bottom (laughs) for sure (laughs) it does have a couple good moments though i like um 
I like the kind of uh, Green Lantern core initially kind of, you know, is doing everything but stomping on his feet when he walks in. You know, they're mm-hmm. like, you you were the best of us, and now, you know, right. spitting on him and, and whatnot in the streets. Um, so we, we get some color into, like, the core members and how they interact with each other. Like, we see that huge, awesome Green Lantern drinking party going on that Hawk Girl has to <laughs> go break up. Right. I like that in and of itself. Yeah. Um, that fight was a real highlight. Yeah, because, like... The, the the bar the, the the barkeep is like hey no weapons and she's just like fucking fine I'll bite this space cucumber and living ball right um just throws down with her with her with her cop karate mm-hmm. I guess I didn't realize that she's a cop and she and Green Lantern kind of have that sexual tension so maybe that's like some some sort of you know kind of cop thing yeah maybe but, so um, but yeah you you do get like the impression of like the Green Lanterns are kind of throwing them under the bus. A little bit like trying to save their own skin like you you we can't defend you because then it makes all green lanterns look bad so we're gonna cuss you out in public and and hawk girl kind of has to go in and defend his honor which is a nice gender flip kind of deal it's also sort of i I guess sort of a a logical approach from there and i'm not saying that it's the right thing to do but it's it's the sensible thing to do because the green lanterns i guess need to exist in some form or fashion well the fact that you know presumably you know, they don't want to believe that it's true, but they have to put on a tough face. Yeah, like, maybe it's a little bit of self-care, too. Like, um, it's sort of like what Superman is doing, I guess, in the beginning of this episode, which I think is a real baby move for him, which is to just assume that his comrade is innocent uh, right. and look for excuses to maintain that, you know, mental state. Like, that feels very weak-willed of a person that I would generally say has strong mental fortitude. Like, he's trying to protect himself against uncomfortable truths, which mm-hmm. are lies in this case, but only through the grace of God. <laughs> right. You know, like, like there, there, there's no outward reason that Superman disbelieves the current situation other than, hey, my buddy's a good dude. There's no way he committed those atrocities because he's, like, in my poker game. And, like, one time... You know, he let me sleep on his couch and, uh, you know, it, it just reads as a very weak defense of, uh, of of character. Well, also to us as people who are just coming into this storyline, like we have no idea what the relationship between Soups and, and, and Green Lantern is. You know, we don't know if they're if they're just meeting each other for for as much as they're setting it up. What I'm thinking is this episode might have been better saved for later. Give us time to understand the, the relationship. relationship between these characters instead of just like, yeah, I mean, what Superman's doing makes no sense because we have no understanding of why he's blindly defending him. I think we're supposed to like fill in the gutter in between the first yeah. arc and this arc where like probably more has happened and right. they, they've, they've gone through some shit by this point. But uh, we do not have that yet. No, not at all. Mm hmm. So I want to talk about the Guardians of of Oa and okay. how they kept robot slaves. Because, mm-hmm. like, they, they, they even talk about this at the end of the episode when Jon Stewart is, is, is fighting, you know, head Martian or head Manhunter. Which, by the way, that way to have some evil codifier. They're called Manhunter and they're all identical models. Like, they're stormtroopers. Right. Like, yeah. the... the that's that they're we're trying they're trying to desensitize us to these slaves which is weird mm-hmm. um but they even have that argument where like that power belonged to us first the guardians stole it from us and john stewart says you stole it from the guardians 
Like, <laughs> you know, that that's not really... I don't know which one of them is right, but it's very easy for me to see this as, like, the Guardians are an authoritarian, you know, kind of kind of oligarchy, uh, you know, um, that are that are putting that are putting downtrodden this slave labor class of the Manhunters. The Manhunters are trying to get it back, and are summarily executed by the military police that is the Green Lantern Court. Like it's very uncomfortable when you start to kind of broaden the way you look at this entire situation and the way they get around that is by saying hey well they were robots that doesn't count but they behave as though their rights are being violated so it's still still pretty weird yeah yeah i mean they even go out of their way to talk about how robots don't have emotion right yeah god yeah it's 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 all but a culture war against them it feels very (laughs) coded it does i'm i'm not sure i can trust my roomba at this point you know it's it's just right (laughs) this episode's jaded me um (laughs) Um, I, I had a couple of uh, random notes that I didn't know where else to put, so I might as well put them right here. That's good. Um, Hawk Girl, her spacesuit has wings. Yeah. Big, big metal wings that don't flap. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's a thing. <laughs> uh, they're, I guess, for gliding? Um, it looks incredible. Like, it, it's a good design. It just, like, I don't know, man. It... I feel like it would just like she had the spacesuit custom made <laughs> to right. have the wings be separate and like it's just funny to me. It just looks funny. Well, it, it was kind of tripping me out because they all had spacesuits on that were designed to look, you know, like them. And mm-hmm. I feel like there was another point in the episode when they were in space where they didn't have the spacesuits on. But maybe, maybe I'm misremembering. No, I, I, so here's, uh, here's some quick, um, some quick DC comics lore. They actually do this all the time. They have Superman wearing a helmet, like in, in underwater or whatever, or in space, you know, mm-hmm. he's got the helmet. He doesn't need yeah. to breathe. He should be okay. Right. Um, but guess what? Sound doesn't travel. You need a radio. That's how they do it. Oh. They canonically give him a, a, a helmet with a radio in it so that he has to wear a helmet in order to talk to anyone. So in the scenes where they're just flying by the grace of Green Lantern's ring, um, mm-hmm. they can both breathe, and also it's trapping the atmosphere so they'll be able to communicate with each other. But if he's just traveling on his lonesome, he doesn't need the helmet. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. You, you explain that away. I, I know stuff. <laughs> these, these phantom child memories are coming back. <laughs> I want to talk about our uh, uh, character highlight for the episode okay. if you don't mind yeah go for it uh this is another one of the green lanterns kilowog and he is the bulldog pig looking one <laughs> he's a he's a big old he looks like a doofus but he's actually no less intelligent than anyone else he's just kind of like you know you always have the 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 main cast of characters and then other green lanterns and he's number one other green lantern where we're we're looking at Hal Jordan or Guy Gardner, he's just ex- the other Green Lantern that shows up in the shot is Kilowog. Um, and he was, uh, you know, he was apparently a gifted genetic scientist from the planet Bolovac Vic, where everyone is these pig dog things, which is, I want to see more about that society. <laughs> and was trained by Green Lantern Ermi, which is a shout out to Roger Lee Ermi, historically plays a bunch of drill sergeants in um in various bits of media such as uh full metal jacket oh yeah okay yeah 
Lantern Army would use the word poozer to mean useless rookie. And then Kilowog eventually kind of adapted it for, you know, as as more of a buddy-buddy term with a, with, a, with some of his friends, kind of like elbow in the ribs. This, he calls Flash Lil Poozer a lot because they have kind of a weird close relationship. Okay. Um, I don't know if you noted anything about him. Not really. Um, he, he was the favorite... one who uh, he was the one who kind of broke the broke the fight up by saying, "Hey, Hawkgirl's right. We shouldn't have thrown him under the bus. Let's do the right thing and and, <clears throat> and back our guy." Oh yeah, I mean, I I I knew who he was uh, mm-hmm. based on toys, actually. Oh really? Um, yeah, he, he's such a signature looking figure. Like he stood out to me in the and past it's still humanoid, so you can still like pose him and stuff. He's right, not like exactly. weird ball man or cucumber face. Right, yeah, which I had no idea who they were, but I, I, I did really like the part in the fight whenever Ball Man's flying towards the window and just, he just, <laughs> just re- rebound, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like Shaq with a basketball Car- carrying through that basketball imagery from the first episode, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. But yeah, he, he's he's a cool character. I didn't know all. I that love about his design him. with like the big like yeah. kind of tusk teeth on the lower jaw that juts out. Mm-hmm. Like that really yeah. pink skin. Oh, it's good. Sunken yeah, he, eyes. He's cool. I never thought about Bulldog. I've always just kind of assumed he was a pig human hybrid type thing. So that's that's now the I, dominant. Now I know more. That's the that's the like he's a geneticist, right? So I think that he that's the dominant gene there is uh is pig. And then they've got a little bulldog recessiveness thrown in from his grandmother's side. Um <laughs> Yeah, he and Flash are like weird friends, which I adore. He that's calls him cool. little poozer, he calls him big guy, like they're and I think the reason is that they fulfill a similar role in their respective groups because they're like the jocular ones. They're the gregarious, good-natured, upbeat attitude ones in a field of stoic assholes. Right, right. Like everybody else is such a such a bummer to be around, <laughs> and they're like the only ones who are, are kind of upbeat. So that's, uh, hmm. that's kind of how they, they relate to each other. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so I guess like... One of my final thoughts on this episode is I don't mind the first half of it, I guess. But after they clear Green Lantern and then they go fight the the Manhunter army. Like, oh, yeah. I, I checked out. Of I, course you did. There's, there's nothing to watch. <laughs> there's so much happening, but nothing interesting is happening. We don't know why it's important. Like the, the stakes are unclear also. Like Manhunter yeah. is taking Green Lantern's power source. That seems like a bad thing. But what are they using the power source for? Oh, yeah. To you know, claim their inalienable rights. They're you know seizing the. They're making sure they have guns so they can fight off their oppressors. That doesn't sound that bad, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like it's unclear why we should care that this is happening. Yeah. I don't care about the Guardians of Our maintaining power. I barely recognize John Stewart as a member of the cast. <laughs> I just don't care about the conflict at all. And there's right. like a lot of new a lot of new nouns every every time we every time we shift focus. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then the robot know. turns into a power ghost of some sort. What was that about? Oh yeah, I don't know. I, it got bad. It got really bad. <laughs> yeah, this is a mess. <laughs> this is um, this is a mess. Yeah, I, we do get the, a lot of the Green Lantern ring sound effect though. That's not bad. The it's not quite a, like a lightsaber sound effect, but it's like I like how the inverted uh pew. And then when it's when it's uh, when it's getting sucked back up into its ring, it does the like, the reverse of that. 
that's a that's a good sound clip. I didn't really notice that. I'll I'll, I'll pay attention to that in future episodes with uh with Green Lantern. I mean, is he, is he a regular like part of the series? Is he he's part of the he's one of the seven. Okay. He is yes. He's okay. not the worst. I think that he's at his best with Hawkgirl with that belligerent sexual tension. Right. But um, beyond that, he's a little boring. Yeah. Um, although I, I think that he has one of the best lines in this episode, which is um, Flash is like telling him, hey, we got to make a break for it. We don't want to die. And he says, uh, we all need to be held accountable. We have too much power not to be. Mm, yeah. That's... And that's really great. Yeah, like um, it it's very Tony Stark from um from Civil War, sure. Where like we 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 can't have the keys, you know. We we uh, what was that line from Civil War where the generals like, if I misplace a nuke, someone's going to be on my ass about it. Like, yeah, right. we shouldn't have uh the Hulk do whatever he pleases with no checks and balances. The Green Lantern ring is essentially a nuke there there should be some accountability in place i don't dis- i think the bad guys are the are are just the justice league and the guardians of oa in this episode <laughs> i totally agree <laughs> with the legal system and also the uh the manhunters claiming power for themselves right well that's that's fair uh so can any geek off the street like if if they found the ring just laying on this on the ground if they picked up and put it on could they control it or does it require is it like Thor's Mjolnir? Like you you got to do have... the oath, yeah. Okay. You gotcha. you got to do the oath, which is um, what was it in in brightest day and blackest night? No evil shall escape my sight. Um, let all who worship evil's might beware my power, Green Lantern's light. I think you actually okay. Let's see how much I can. Re- this is going to be a reoccurring segment where I try <laughs> to recollect memories that I once had. That are only tangentially related to this uh, to this show. Okay, so the Green Lantern ring is actually a manifestation of a much larger power source, which is the Green Lantern, which looks like a big ring, a big ring, and also a lantern. And it is the thing that the Manhunters are trying to steal in this episode. Um, when you it it the 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 lantern is something that every Green Lantern can actually manifest in like this extra dimensional hyperspace kind of kind of way. And you have to recharge your ring from it. So like you have to like plug in your ring into like the Kindle charger when you like go to sleep for the night. And, and like this. So, and the way you do that is you summon the, the lantern in order to power up your ring again, you summon it by reciting the Green Lantern oath. So yeah, oh. you can't just pick it up off the street or rather you could, but you'd lose your charge pretty quick. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. you better you better be real good at guessing that password if you want to get their banking data because it's only <laughs> got like five percent battery left. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that that's interesting. Um, <laughs> like sort of. <laughs> it's, it's still a dumb conceit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's true. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, <clears throat> assuming everything you say is correct. <laughs> <laughs> which is a big assumption <laughs> right i'm not going to be able to sit here and fact check you on on these uh uh reaches back to your childhood memories that you've got <laughs> but but i mean it, it logically makes sense based on what i know yeah. from this episode and it um it sort of in in it informs kind of the guardians ethos for handing out these rings and and why they give the green lanterns complete autonomy is a quote from this episode i didn't make that up john stewart can do whatever he wants and it reflects upon you know the 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 guardians of oa um 
yeah, that you have to recite the oath. You have to be committed to these ideals. I think there's probably some, depending on which comic book timeline you follow, there's probably like some psych component where in order to tap into the power, you actually have to believe it. Mm. I'm guessing on that one, but it, it follows. Like, if, if there's a power source that is only granted to those who uphold the greatest ideals of justice and peace, then I think that that is as good as you can get in terms of uh, in, in terms of making sure Green Lanterns don't like get jumpy and shoot a kid from whatever planet Kilowog is from because he was worried that he was like, oh, that's a that's not a toy ring, that's a real ring. You know, better, right. better shoot first, ask questions later. This is by the book. Like, the 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 oath is probably how you secure the autonomy. Is you, it's a self serving autonomy. It the power source relies on the character uh, believing in those ideals of justice makes sense and it has to be that because any other interpretation is insane right <laughs> like if you could just pick it up and say the words and it happened right wow <laughs> that's prone to some abuses for sure yeah i mean there, there's got to be there's probably not a lot of those rings just laying around but you know it could happen so well it it's also prone to subjectivity of the law though like because um if you're so the reason that the manhunters didn't work out is because they tried to read by the books what the laws were and enforce them without kind of consideration the subtleties Mm -hmm. between good and evil as the guardians would put it but what does every distinct person consider justice that that's that's a big problem and i'm surprised that more green lanterns haven't been court-martialed like sometimes they 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 lose the juice for acting poorly but uh i think it's a rare event hmm yeah, they're a corrupt military, is my final say on, on Green Lantern Corps. <laughs> <laughs> they, they should not exist, and uh, Blue Lanterns need to put them in their place, because I think blue is hope. I don't remember exactly how the, the color spectrum worked out. Oh, okay. I didn't even know there were Blue Lanterns. I assumed if they were yellow, there oh, must be yeah, blue to I, make green, right? Yellow is, uh, I think, fear, and fear being the enemy of courage. I think that's why the Green Lanterns, his kryptonite is the color yellow, another reason why green lanterns are dumb um (laughs) but uh i think that the whole spectrum kind of works on that mega man robot master rock paper scissors style thing like gotcha whatever i don't remember what beats fear maybe it's rage um i should look into that there's probably like a flow chart somewhere right um yeah uh, a boss weakness chart to borrow the mega man connection or 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 pokemon yeah Yeah. (laughs) so have you got any more notes on this episode? Cause I do, I don't think I do. No, I'm 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 tapped out. I don't like the Green Lanterns. I think that they should be given uh, the Manhunters, you know, the access to uh, act to access to Lantern technology. Cause in, in what way is that different from you know universal healthcare? I ask you, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't think I have the. Uh, I the ask no- you. <laughs> I don't think I have Let the, the, record the show. knowledge or the know-how to defend anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, <clears throat> I wish I could debate that with you, but I, I'm. I, am uh, I could barely guy. say it. I'm tapped out of actual like faux political <laughs> analogy. <laughs> um, yeah, this episode sucked. Um, I don't like the, it. This whole two parter is pretty terrible. Um, th- there are good moments, but for the most part, it's. It is not what I was hoping for. <laughs> what was your favorite moment from this episode? Um, 
I have to say probably the Green Lantern reciting his his uh, thing. That whole the sequence oath. was the oath was really cool. Uh, gave off some real Captain Planet vibes. And uh, I just I like the art direction in that. I feel like the art direction is is probably the thing I liked most about both parts of this, aside from all the random cast members that I was like, holy shit, that's that guy. And that's that guy. Yeah. You've seen Kilowog. You, you know, Kilowog. Yeah. <laughs> and we got more red Foreman. That's good. Um, For sure. My favorite, my favorite part of the episode was definitely Hawk girl versus four gross aliens bar fight. That's yeah. That was good stuff. And it like no weapons in this establishment. Okay. This iconic mace that I use in literally every fight. I don't need it. And then just throws it into a pillar and it just sticks there. <laughs> yeah. That was cool. Yeah. That, that, that's real. That's real good stuff. <laughs> um yeah definitely highlights but also definitely the weakest episode today well i don't think we have to i don't think we check in with john stewart for quite a while so we, we get a reprieve um okay. i know that the next arc is um the enemy below oh That's we get it. aquaman oh we get cool. an aquaman arc awesome yeah, i didn't yeah. realize he was a part of this series i think he's like uh auxiliary uh character stuff but nice. um, like he's not part of the Justice League, but he's close enough to like warrant a mention on the call sheet. Like, if the Justice League memoirs came out, he wouldn't be his own chapter, but like maybe he'll do the forward. <laughs> gotcha. That kind of that kind of role. Gotcha. I- I'm excited you know, to dive him into and that Night- because... him and Nightwing can fight for it. <laughs> oh, I love Nightwing. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to dive into this because I've I I feel like Aquaman has been made a joke of so many times over. Um, but I'm not totally convinced that he is as stupid as everyone wants me to believe he is of, as a, of a character. Uh, I mean, he's got to be better than Green. No, Lantern. Aquaman's Aquaman is fucking chill in this series because he's an awesome like monarch. OK, um, figure like they have like a whole monarchy under the sea. And it's uh, it, it informs his character in a very cool way. Like the idea of you like, listen, you 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 assholes up on the surface do whatever you want this is my domain you just stay out like he's a huge isolationist it's great word all right cool well i guess we will dive into that next week uh before we head out though uh i have been gary i do a lot of other stuff with the wax nostalgic network and what about you uh and i'm ben and you can find me at fancybat.com slash cartoncast which is a podcast i do with my younger brother about old cartoons all right and uh with that that concludes another arc. Um, yeah. Boy, am I glad this one's over. Uh, <laughs> let uh, let all who worships boredom's might beware our power. Watchtower's might. <laughs> Nailed it. Stuck the landing. Yep. I, I sold. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to The Watchtower. To find out more about this show or any of our other shows, visit us on the web at www.waxnostalgicnetwork.com.